Welcome to Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Welcome to Thoughts in the Car. I am your host, Janice Elliott Howard. Today's topic is Top 8 Things to prepare for the outdoor festival season. You know, whether you're a vendor just beginning or an experienced seller, it's essential. It's very essential to start preparing early to ensure a successful season. Now, I've done a few indoor things thus far, but the indoor things, you know, kind of, you know, coming out of the pandemic kind of make me a little bit uneasy. So I prefer being in the great outdoors. I'm excited for the outdoor festival season. Mm-hmm. But there's a few things you've got to do to prepare for the um, outdoor season. Because you're going to run into the, some of the same people. You know, most people who participate in these outdoor festivals are bargain shoppers, bargain hunters, and they and if the festival um, had a good turnout and they got some good deals and they found some vendors that they really like, usually they will come back season after season and still shop with those same vendors. So, you, you know, there's things you got to do. You got to do to spruce up to be ready. Now, I'm going to talk about the top eight things in preparation for vendors selling this spring and summer. Now, if you don't already know, let me be the first to tell you, I'm a book vendor. I'm an author, published author, and a publisher who sells books. Okay? I sell books that I've written and books that I have published that are under my imprint. Okay? So, here... Here we here's the uh, beginning of what needs to be done. You have to plan your inventory. You know, before you start packing up your items, take the time to plan your inventory. Make a list of the things you want to sell. And make sure you have enough of each product to last you through festival season. Now, I'm, you know, I'm going to like curb from that a little bit. I don't order inventory until I need inventory. Like, I just recently ordered inventory. That's because the few events that I've had during um, the cold months, the indoor events, you know, now I'm down to like two copies of this, one copy of that, three copies of this. So I had to, I actually had to go out and order inventory because I was low. Um, but most of these festivals are done by our uh, crafters. You know, people who make handmade things and what have you. And so you kind of got to make sure you have enough quilts or um, enough uh, sheet dresses or whatever it is, whatever your product is, whether you sew, um, whether you paint, whether you draw, whether you um, use a 3D printer to make your products, you make tumblers, sublimation, whatever. You got to make sure you have enough and enough variety to last you through the season but I just restock when I get down to two and three and so I had to do a big order recently and surprisingly it came in quickly so I'm very excited because I have two events next month you don't want to lose your best-selling items halfway through the season so 
can also take the opportunity to add something new to the fold. Like I have two releases coming out. I don't even know if they're both going to come out before um, we get heavy into the summer part of the outdoor festival season. But I know at least one will be coming out. Um, and then we move on to number two. You have to plan your booth. You know, your booth is your storefront. So you got to make it as attractive as and inviting as possible. Ensure that you have enough tables, chairs, and display racks to showcase your items. I'm adding something new to my booth this year. I am adding, um, last year I did an awning. And this year, what I'm going to do is I've got a character. I've got a, a book character that's going to be cute and inviting for people um, to take a picture with after they purchase a book. So I think that's cool. You know, some people, they add, you know, flowers or balloons to make their booth stand out. And, you know, of course, your signage, you, know, you got to have a lot of signage. I can't tell you how many times I've seen so many people display, vendors display, and their products are, are the products actually speak for themselves. But when you go to take a picture, it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I can't patronize you now, but I might patronize you in the future. There's no signage. They don't have any business cards. They don't have a banner. And that really does them a disservice. The third thing you've got to do is stock up on just regular supplies. Like... Your receipt books, if you give out receipts, your your bags for people to um, carry their purchasing. And if you can somehow brand the bag, even if it's just a hand stamp with your logo on it, that would be something um, great. Because people, you know what, do you know how many people save bags? <laughs> can you just picture one of your patrons being a walking advertisement for you because... Your logo or your company name is stamped on their bag and they just keep reusing that, reusing that bag for lunch or whatever. So if you can brand your bag, that'd be great. So just, you know, you got to have, make sure you stock up on that stuff. Um, and you have to bring, you, you need to buy enough to last you through the festival season. Now that I, I, I agree on. Because you can get your bags in bulk at a cheaper cost. And then you can take your time and hand stamp your logo or whatever. Um, however you put your logo on your um, your signage, on your um, packaging. So that, you know, it could go a little further. You can get a little more bang for your buck. And then, of course, you got to consider your pricing. Pricing is always tricky. It's a tricky, tricky subject when it comes to vendors. You want to make sure that you're making a profit, but you don't want to price yourself out of the market. Now, nine times out of ten, when I'm out there, I usually go to a, these events. I'm usually only one of two booksellers. So, you know, I don't have to adjust anything because the price is the price. Okay. But you got to research your competitors if you have like products and see what they're charging for similar items. And usually... When I'm out there with books, because I don't always go to book expos or book festivals, um, I go to just family, family friendly festivals or crafts, arts and crafts festivals. Usually I'm one of two, maybe three booksellers. And usually the other booksellers only have one or two books, whereas I have a whole 
array of books in print to choose from in in the children's section as well as um, adult section. So um, I don't really too worry about changing my prices or trying to give anybody a discount. Um, but a lot of people do consider offering discounts or promotions to attract more customers. But it all depends on what you have. And usually at the festivals that I attend, they never have more than two, two, three tops of people in the same category. Um, especially the outdoor festivals. They never have more than two to three people in the same category. Now, I know those few things, you know, um, pl uh, planning your inventory, preparing your booth, and stocking up supplies sound like very, you know, even considering your pricing, they all sound like very basic, necessary things. But there might be somebody out there who's listening, who hasn't um, taken the plunge, uh, to doing outdoor festivals with their products and services. I met a woman, uh, it wasn't an outdoor festival, it was something indoor, just, just last month for Black History Month, and she makes handmade beaded bracelets. And she had an array of beaded bracelets, and she was, you know, some other daughter team, and her, her daughter was saying, yeah, I told her she has to get out, she has to start selling these. And yes, I understand that um, she finds... Uh, tranquility in making them in the process of making the bracelets but, but she says there's bracelets all over my house so we have to start selling them I said okay I know that's right so um yeah these festivals can be really and oh and it was just their the second one that they've done because they just started doing it this year it was the second one that they've done and they're really excited and they did I actually think they did really well um during um, Black History Month the Black History Month event um, so they were looking for more things um, that they could do that was that was priced reasonably priced um, to have a table or a ten by ten space for them to exhibit their wares. Um, so there were a few things that they you know they fumbled because they didn't know, and so that's what I'm saying. If someone's new out there with product who wants to go out and try their hand. I just thought this was like a, a a very quick, quick and dirty list of what you can expect and what you know what you need to um, try and get under your belt before you start, um, so that your festival season can go well. The next few things that I'm going to talk about, you know, they these two might sound like common sense, but you'd be surprised how many people show up at these festivals unprepared. Um, and are uncomfortable because they're unprepared. And I'm going to share them right after this. With all that's going on in the world, kids don't really have a voice. Self-expression is on the back burner and it needs to come to the forefront. Journaling is the answer. A new journal for kids called What's Happening Today, created by Janice Elliott Howard, is available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Get your copy today for the kid in your life so that they can document what's happening today. Florida meets Thaddeus by chance. He calls her gorgeous and she calls him handsome. Their connection is magical as the relationship blossoms. In Florida's mind, he's going to be her forever. But Thaddeus can't fully commit. He betrays her. The twinkle in her eye dims 
and the hurt grows. After a time of soul-searching, acceptance, and adjustment, Florida realizes that she can and will do better. Get the ebook, All Better, written by Janice Elliott Howard, coming soon to everywhere ebooks are sold. Thoughts in the car, where real decision making happens. Welcome back to Thoughts in the Car. We're talking about the top eight things to prepare for the outdoor festival season. Now, I know, you know, like I said, it might just seem like common sense, but if you're not, if you're new to the game, you know, these are things that you like need to know. Um, and if you've been doing it for a while, then these are things that you just need to prep for so that you can have a smooth, smooth season. Okay, so the next thing that was up on our list is be prepared for the elements. That's right. You have to be prepared for the elements because when you're outdoors, things can change on a dime because nobody controls Mother Nature. She has a mind of her own. An outdoor festival and the winds were so high, I almost blew away with my tent. No lie, I was holding on to my tent and then the wind caught it and my feet left the ground and it was it, it could have been very scary. And then that's when I let it go and it just flew, it just flew away and um some nice gentlemen will know were nice enough to go and retrieve it for me um but yeah you have you got to make sure you have your sunscreen and your hat and your sunglasses to protect yourself if you don't have a tent and then of course you need to have a tent just in case there's a sun shower um to protect your product from getting wet you know just in case there's, there's a little a sudden downpour and here in Georgia, they come back, they come by really quickly. Sometimes it could just, the sky could just open up and then within moments, the sun is out and it's dry like nothing ever happened. Okay. So you got to make sure you're prepared for the elements. The sixth thing, the sixth thing you can do is to bring snacks and water. Now I, this is what I usually do. I, I know I'm saying bring snacks and water and people do. People are out there with coolers so that they can keep themselves hydrated and they can keep themselves um, from uh, being hungry. But what I do is I go to my event, my venue, I find my space, I get my tent and my table and stuff going. And usually it doesn't take me too long. It takes me uh, maybe 25 40 minutes top to get to get myself together and I always seem to go out there um right at the beginning of the day like if they say oh you can come between 10 and 12 to set up because we start at one then I'm usually there exactly at the beginning of the startup time which is 10 so that I can have time to decompress to see if my arrangement is the way I want it and then to leave and go get me a decent breakfast and come back. You know, I go get my breakfast and then get my um, water bottle and all that stuff. And then I can come back. So, make sure you bring snacks and water. Now, here's something that a lot of vendors don't do. Um, I'm seeing more people try to mingle. But usually, I don't see enough of it. And here's what I do. 
you got to network with other vendors, okay? Outdoor festivals are an excellent opportunity to network with other vendors because they might know of um, festivals that you don't know of that are not really, um, that could be in your area, but just on a different side of town um, that you might be interested in. And you can't know if you don't talk to anybody. So you got to find time to meet your neighbors and learn more about their businesses as well. I've always I've said this once. I'll say it again. I know you've heard me say it before. Um, if you're a dedicated listener, you have heard me say this. I believe in the 80-20 rule. You know, I believe in giving people 80% of what they want so I can get 20% of what I need. Okay? And sometimes what people want is variety and to learn about other things and about other people. So it can't always be about you. Sometimes you got to shine a spotlight on someone else's goods and services. You know, because if you shine a light on somebody else's goods and services, then more than likely people will give you a try because they know you don't feel threatened and they know, you know, you stand behind your product. But you also think you're also open enough to know and believe that the next person's product um, has value and you're willing, you're not gatekeeping. So you may be able to share tips and strategies that can help you both succeed. So you have to find time to meet your neighbors at these outdoor festivals. And my opening way of doing that is I go out with my camera. I have a Minolta camera, digital camera. And I go and I take pictures of other people's booths. Uh, I get their business cards and I ask them if it's okay that I post them on Facebook or on my TikTok when I do a TikTok reel. And usually they're like, okay, I'm like, I, I don't have that many followers, but, you know, I have enough followers where maybe, you know, someone will be interested in what you've got going on. And they usually are very open and very welcome to it. And so that's why how I build, um, rapport with other vendors um, with different products and services and the final thing you have to do the final thing you have to do is have fun I always have fun I always have fun at the outdoor festivals because I think people are so unique and so creative so I always have fun at these outdoor festivals and I'm a people watcher because as an introvert I'm a people watcher so it's thoroughly entertaining you know, I'm a people watcher and I'm a writer, so it's thoroughly entertaining because sometimes it helps me build characters for future storylines that I want to write about. I know, I mean, you know, it's a win-win no matter no matter how you slice it. For me, um, because I enjoy myself, I enjoy the interaction, and I get to really thoroughly people watch and it it helps me flush out ideas about characters, characteristics for characters for future stories. So outdoor festivals are a great way to connect with customers and other vendors. So you got to enjoy the experience. Take some time to explore the different booths and attractions and take in the sights and sounds of the festival. Thank you for taking the time to join me for thoughts in the car we would love it if you'd supported the show any listenership support would be welcome and much appreciated 
click on the listener support button. Give us applause. Send us a message with your point of view. Please take the time to leave your comments as I do read them and will respond. You may even hear me give you a shout out in my next show. Please tell your friends and pass along your favorite episodes as you can find Thoughts in the Car on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You can follow me on Twitter at jyhoward1066. Let's connect on social media. Check out my blog, Janice's Take on It. I hope that you come along for the ride. For thoughts in the car.